This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in ancient nights, you You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient nights, you All right. Andy. Hi, Alpina. Hey, how are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> I miss your face. I have a, uh, I have a question for you just right off the bat. Here. I like questions right off the bat. If you had to give up one of these options for the rest of your life, which one would you give up? Okay. Here are your following options. Okay. Tacos. Okay. Chicken wings. Okay. Pizza. Burgers. Which one oh would you God. give up for the rest of your life? You can't have it again. Like, for me, it's a no-brainer, but I want to hear your answer. I mean, it's really no-brainer tacos. Really? I mean, and I love tacos, but I love burgers, because I make I make fantastic burgers. Yeah, I could never give up burgers. Mine would be chicken wings. I would give it up in a heartbeat. Oh, I love wings. Really? I yeah. mean, I love them, but for me, it's just, like, not even a question. I mean, I guess in terms of, like, portability, it's easier to, get up, to give up tacos than... I mean, easier to give up wings than tacos because you can just still go into Taco Bell and grab a quick lunch. Yeah. You really can't go somewhere and grab some quick chicken wings other than Rallies. Rallies has chicken wings? Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I seriously had no idea. And they're that. decent. Oh, they are? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, man. I uh, There really aren't any places you can get wings like pretty quick. I mean, I guess like places like Wingstop, Wingstop but I've, never, but that's I've a, never even been there. Wingstop's great, too. I hear they are good. I have a Louisiana rub, a dry rub. It's my favorite flavor there. Really? And their fries. I don't know what to do to their fries. They're really, really good, too. Seasoned? Yes. Really? Then you, di- then you dip them in the blue cheese. Oh, okay. So you dip do you dip your wings in uh, ranch or blue cheese? No, blue che- I'm a blue cheese guy. Blue cheese? Yeah, I'm, in a, I'm, a, I'm, in a, I'm an OG. So I have a weird thing about blue cheese. I can eat blue cheese crumbles, but I can't do blue cheese dressing. Honest to God. It's a weird... It's a weird thing I have. I can do both. I like both. Really? Yeah, I like blue cheese burgers. Oh yeah, That's and what I like talking about. And I like blue cheese. I also like grated blue cheese on top of like a like a like a vinaigrette dressing, yes. or just straight up blue cheese. Dressing. I put it on my salad. I like blue cheese crumbles yeah. on my salad. I do it on my burger too. But see, like blue cheese dressing, I can't do it. Just can't do it, huh? I cannot. It's the SEL Happy Hour podcast. Hi everybody. Hi. Welcome back to episode eight of episode our wonderful eight. of our wonderful little adventure here. On the St. Louis Podcast Network, I'm Andy Hanselman, alongside John Sander. He is known as Alpina. You can find us all kinds of places. You can find us on the STL Podcast website. That is stlpodcast.com. Also find us on Facebook under STL Happy Hour and the uh, STL uh, Podcast Network. And also your favorite portable listening devices, uh, app, uh, apps. That's what they're called. Not applications, apps. Yeah. That'd be uh, Spotify, Google Play Music, um, iTunes, and Stitcher. Yeah. So you can get all that stuff there. Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the continued support of the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. All right. So you had your question for me. Yeah. And I have a question for you. And it kind of just goes along back to weird things about you. Sure. Um, what, what is something weird about you that most people would be? Interested in knowing? Oh wow, God, something that's... weird. Something weird that you do. 
Uh, something weird that I do. Uh, I I have uh, I, I definitely have like levels of OCD. Okay. Uh, I not diagnosed by a doctor, of course, but uh, right. I definitely have some levels of OCD that I think people don't think about. Um, like I'm bothered by things that don't like uh, don't complete themselves. Right. Like uh, let's say you have a row of things and that row isn't finished. Like I have to. I have to. That has to be finished. It just f's with me. Like a row of what? Uh, fuck, man. I'm trying to think what I'm... Uh, I also promised myself I wouldn't cuss as much because I talked to a buddy of mine. A lot of F-bombs. Yeah, I talked to my uh, I talked to my friend Mike <laughs> and Aaron, and they said they listen to the podcast every Sunday while they make breakfast, and their little kiddos, <laughs> who I adore, uh, listen. And I was like, oh, goodness. I uh, can't have that happening. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, like... Um, okay, so like uh, when I go into a store, I have to front up all the soda. Right. Oh, sure. So okay. like, I have to take the bottles and put them up to the front so everything right. looks, you know, as, as classy and as clean as it can for, for Coca-Cola's brand. So, like, if we have six rows of things and I only have five bottles, and, and you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. one row would be then not fronted. Yeah. It, it bothers me. It really... So, will you move a bottle to that row? Yeah. Yeah. It bothers me. That's one thing just off the top of my head that I'm trying to think about. Uh, other weird things, like, uh, I love to do the dishes. It's a weird... It's a weird chore, quote unquote, that I enjoy to do. Huh. And I was just talking to Lauren about it today because I was doing some dishes before I headed out here. Yeah, it's a weird thing. What a nice man you are. I do all the dishes in my house. You do too? Hey, man, it's just keep the peace. I do 90% of them. You got to keep the peace. She does all the laundry. I, do, I can't stand laundry. I do 100% of the laundry. Do you really? Yeah. Do you like it or you just mm-hmm. do it? Oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? Um... Completing a task. I'm very task oriented. Okay. And so, because it used to just, when when Claire, um, our stepdaughter, or my stepdaughter, her daughter was living with us, she was quote unquote in charge of the laundry. And it was always a shit show. <laughs> Don't touch it down there. I have a system. You're going to mess it all up. Yeah. Well, the system I have is I wash it. And then as soon as I get it out, as soon as it comes out of the dryer, I fold it. And I have two baskets going, one for me, one for her. Okay. So systematic. Yeah. And then when a basket gets full, I bring it upstairs because she has control of both of the closets in our house and also her chest of drawers and like in like one of my drawers in my in my chest of drawers. So my my clothes hang in the stairwell going upstairs to the attic. Okay. So you get a little bit of a workout just to get to your uh, yeah. your wardrobe. Yeah. Do you have a lot of clothes? I mean, I have enough. Like when you just asked that that question about something weird that people might not know about me, uh, people who aren't like particularly close to me would have no idea that I am a I have an obscene amount of clothes. Do you really? Yes. Uh, the, another weird thing I do is I don't buy one thing when I buy a shirt. Like I buy two. Oh, I do. I do that as well. I buy. But like, do you do it? I don't do it. I don't, I don't know if I really do it on purpose. I just do it. I don't know if I do it on purpose, but I, I do it. I, it's bad. Like, I don't buy a pair of tennis shoes. I buy two pairs of tennis shoes. I did that last time I bought tennis do you? shoes. Yeah. I bought two pairs. Yeah. Like, that's I, it's it's a weird, it's a terrible financial investment that I do. It's like, yeah. you know, buying a car, you know, once you drive it off the lot, you're never getting it back type of deal. Uh, it's the same thing with clothes. <laughs> you know, you buy it, you're not getting anything back on it. But I, I love b- buying clothes. It's do, a weird thing I do. I do, too. I, I have a ton. Like, I have way more closet space than Lauren. Really? Which is disgusting. I love that about Lauren. Yeah? Like she's never going to uh, spend us out of house and home. Right. That's, that's going to be your job? Yep. Yep. 
Yep. If somebody's going to make a poor decision and put us in the poorhouse, it will be me and it will not be her, which is a fantastic thing to know that yeah. my fiance is not a... Yeah, you're not going to blame her for that. No. It's also weird to know that I just said fiance and I'm one month away from saying my wife. One month? Yeah. Uh, April 26th. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I honestly never thought the day would come. Not like in a negative connotation. No, I understand what you're saying. Just, you know, you get to a certain age, you know, like I got I got to 32 without being married and I thought Yeah. Eh. I was 34 when I got married. Okay, so you're 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 right in the same ballpark yeah. that I'm currently yeah. going into. Yeah. Okay. So then you were in the same way. And Pretty you weren't much. married prior. No, there, I'd never, so I never. I had several long-term relationships. Hopefully your only but, time was at 34. Yeah, I had several long-term relationships, but uh, no, I, uh, I, I'd never been married, never been engaged. I've never been engaged either. Yeah. No, I just never saw the uh, the point in rushing to it. I didn't either. I, Not, just, I knew there was always something fundamentally wrong with the relationships I was in previously. Right. Meaning what? Oh, they should have ended way before they Was did. it you or them or just Me? a mixture of oh, both? A horrible person. Just a mixture of both, though? Like, you guys, just you just didn't see eye to eye on things that really mattered? I f- no, we did. God, I cheated a lot. Yeah? yeah. You just weren't, you just I just, weren't ready I, for it? And had, I... Um, that just means, that in that case? I just sought valid, like, go back to validation, validation again. Yeah, it was, just all, it was all seeking validation is what yeah. it was. No, I, I honestly, I, I get that. I never, I've never cheated. That's one thing I've never done. But I've, I, I've, I've bounced around. Yeah, I've, uh, I've bounced around. Yeah, I can never pull the plug and just, and like you said, you have no problem just. Yeah, see, that's why. The plug. I, but that's why I've also never had the, yeah. the, uh, the other side of it, which, I, which right. means I've never, and I couldn't, and I couldn't pull the plug. Yeah, I, I would just, I let it. I would just on. pull the uh, evac cord, and then, yeah. but then the Fun. sad part, the sick part, would be, you know, next day, whatever. Looking right. for whatever you'd be doing. Exactly. It's it's definitely one of my uh, flaws in my character. I guess I could say I was breaking up with them without really telling them. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're done, but I'm not going to let you I'm know. I'm not going to let you know. About not it. yet. I'm going to let things go on for a little while longer or years. So I figured out. Um, so this was this question was posed on Facebook and I saw. And I was trying to think of weird things that I do. Yeah. And I couldn't really come up with anything. Stop it. I couldn't come sure up with you any, do. I, I know, but... Then, There's got to be something in your morning routine. There's something the way you eat. There's something the way you drink. Uh, there has to be something that... Uh, now, weird is a subjective term. Weird is right. clearly a subjective term. Well, I did come up with one thing. So I tagged I tagged one of the guys that went on the trip with, and we're going to talk about Florida here in just a little while. Okay. Um, so what do I do that's weird? He kind of goes, um... And I'm like, oh, I know what it is. I can I can sleep sitting up in bed. Like, but not like exhausted, just like regularly just sit up and just go down, like fall asleep that way. Like, like if I'm dead exhausted or drunk, I can do that, but. No, it was like normal. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like, and part of my, one of my adjustment sleeping ways is to sit up for a while. Really? So and I'll just it's sleep comfortable. Like I don't think I really notice, And I don't know. And I don't know how long I'm doing it for. Do you snore? <clears throat> Uh, if I'm if I'm straight on my back, yes. See, they say people that snore, that's like a way to help, is because it elevates you and it actually makes your tongue. Yeah, but if I'm back. if I'm um, but if I'm uh, on my side or on my or on my or on my tummy, I'm all good with snoring. Do you CPAP, bro? No, no, nope. I got a. Uh, I, got I a do want to get one of those things that it, it's like it's like a CPAP thing, but it's like it's battery operated. On they're real small things. Oh, okay. Because I would like to be able to sleep on my back again. That'd be real nice. Yeah. Um. 
but I don't. The CPAP may they make me they make me sick. They give me awful sinus infections. I've heard that about CPAP. They say unless you literally clean it like almost every single time you use it, you will end up getting sick from it. Yep, and I got awful like the worst sinus infections of my life from the CPAP. I would rather have darn near anything else. Look at me. Look at me not cursing. I'm doing so good. I'm so proud of myself. I know. Uh, I've gone five weeks without chewing tobacco, and now I'm not cursing on the podcast. This is fantastic. I'm ahead of the game. I uh, I I would rather have darn near anything else other than a sinus infection. The I worst. hate it. They last forever. They do. They just don't go away. Something else weird that I do. Uh, if there's a straw in my, I like having a straw in my glass. Okay. But I won't use it. I'll, I like having it bent over the side. I do that. Okay, so like I will. Uh, I, I don't drink from straws, like unless it's from a uh, like a like a um, drive-through right. or like a gas station. I don't drink from straws, which is a strange thing. I guess I do as well. I, I'm glad you said that. But like, I will if somebody gives it to me at a bar or whatever in my drink, I will literally plant my finger and then I will. Yeah. That's where it started with stirs. Really? Yes, yeah, cocktails. God, I wonder why we do that. I wonder what the fascination is with that. I don't know. Somebody, an old boss of mine said it was, it was due to my commitment issues that I liked, I liked having it there, but I just didn't like using it. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And it might be. Who knows? Yeah, I've definitely had a commi- commitment issues. I think a lot of gentlemen do. Yeah. Just in general. I think uh, the fair sex, the ladies of the world are just much better with that than we are. I don't know. Yeah. I think they see bigger picture better than men do. My other buddy says everybody cheats, so I don't know. Eh? 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 Something else weird that I do, if because you brought a fast food, I'm loving this by the way. If you if I get if I order fast food, I will drink out of the straw until I'm done with my food, and then once I'm finished with my food, I'll pop the top off and drink out of it regularly. Now I think what that is. Hold on, back that up. Re- okay. replay that one more time so I can mentally. I will. You get you know I get my drink and get my food. Okay. I'll eat my food, and then take the lid and straw out. Of the cup mm. and throw that in the bag with the trash, and, and then drink, finish the soda. Yeah, and drink from the cup. But so you can, drink from the straw while you're eating your meal. Yes. All right. Now, what's that about? Why do you think that is? I think it's because um, at that point the glass is too full to drive with. Yes. So if you it'll it'll spill everywhere. Sure. But as you're going down the road and drink and drink half of it down. Then you can yeah. pop it off, and then you have. Do you eat the ice? I'm a horrible ice chore. I do that too. So I, so I'm guilty of that. Yeah. See, God, we're like the same person. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a terrible ice chore. I do the same thing with that. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Could you imagine, uh, just randomly, just because uh, what is today? It is March. Because we were talking about the Triforce Four show. It's March nineteenth. Yeah. Um, just for a thirty seconds of a sports thought here, uh, that an athlete got paid four hundred and thirty million dollars today yeah to play a sport his name's mike trout he got a 12-year 430 million dollar contract to it's continue a, playing with the los angeles angels 35 and a half million dollars a year is what it is that's crazy it's unbelievable so i did a little uh i did a little uh googling just to kind of see googly to see what this would uh would break down to so my contract uh mike trout's contract breakdown this is per fox i looked it up uh per month he'll make three million dollars a month for the next 12 years. And that's while he's playing. While he's no, no, playing. No, no. At $35.8 million or $35.5 million no, a year. per month. Per month per year. Yeah. 
Well, while he's while he's not playing, while he's sleeping. Yeah. So he'll make three million dollars per month for the next twelve years. He'll make sixty thousand dollars per at bat when he's playing for the Angels over the next twelve years. That's a, that's, that's a lot 60, of people. Sixty thousand. That's a lot of people's yearly salary. Well, and do the math on this. The average baseball player hits about three hundred, which means they hit the ball thirty percent of the time. Yes, three out of ten times they hit the ball, and he's getting paid sixty thousand dollars to miss. Seven 70, out of ten times. Yeah. Okay. He'll also make $25,000 per inning. He will also make $4,000 per hour. And just to really make it sick, he'll make $70 per minute. Nerds still win. The guy, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bezos' wife, when, when that divorce goes final and she gets 50% of what he's worth, she'll essentially be worth $75 billion. $75 billion. Which will make her all of a sudden the richest woman in the world. And I didn't mean to do this, but it's just going to flow into this. No, go for it. Hey, do you have any friends who sell stuff on Amazon? Uh, no, my mom made quite a great job of uh, selling stuff on eBay, but no, not on Amazon. Do you? Well... We have a bunch of shit here, like old locks and stuff. Yeah, that we need that we want to get rid of. That just sits in our inventory all the time. Really? And so I and just by chance I just started looking because I've always had this crazy not really a crazy idea. I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna get on Ali. Do what Alibaba is. I've heard of it. Alibaba is like is. Chinese eBay. Okay, it puts you in touch with manufacturers. Okay, in China, and they'll make you they'll make whatever you want to make. Whatever they want you to make for you know for whatever it costs. Okay. Uh, phone chargers. Sure. I mean, me and every me and everybody else on the face of the earth, but they're like one of the top selling items on Amazon. Yeah. So, and I guess the phone hears me talking about this stuff and suggest videos for me to watch. And I've came across this guy today, and you can't do this right off the bat. You have to start selling small stuff, but you can actually get to the point where you can sell shoes, and you can sell clothing on Amazon. Okay. Okay. You you have to be like a special. You have to be approved, and you have to have this special package to be able to do this. He went. He go, his, this guy goes to Marshalls and TJ Maxx and you no know, yeah outlet outlet stores and buys Nikes. Yeah, he bought 144 pairs of Nikes. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, some some are you know, you like find these cleats, mm-hmm. and he'll buy them for like 20 bucks. Sure, and but they're brand new and sell them for what 120. Yep. So that's average, what, average, the average um, profit per pair of shoes is about 30 to 40 bucks. So he's essentially buying a pair of shoes from Marshall's for $20 and then turning around and selling them, uh, i.e., or turning around and selling them somewhere around 100 to $120. Correct. Right. My mom did that on eBay starting in 2010. She would go to Express and buy all the women's clearance stuff and turn around and sell it to people all across the world for full price. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. It's crazy. So then when you do that, Express is like, oh, you just spent $500 buying all of our clothes. Let's give you $100 in free money. Yeah. So then she'd take that free money and buy that clothes again, buy new clothes, and then turn around and sell it again. It's genius. So now it's pure profit at that point. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. There's so many ways to make money now. There really are. People just don't don't think about it. You don't have to go work a nine-to-five job. No. No. Andy, if I quit Coca-Cola tomorrow, I could make more money between weighing tables and doing something like that, just going and buying some clothes and stuff and selling it than I make right now working for Coca-Cola. And I love my job at Coca-Cola, so if anybody out yeah. there listens, it's not that I'm saying that I'm quitting or that right, I think no. I could do better. I'm saying that you can make better money. Let me rephrase that. You can make really good money 
in the strangest ways possible nowadays. You really could. And that's awesome. That's the coolest part. I love that. So cool. I love that. It is. I'm it's fascinated honestly, by it. Well, it's a lot cooler because just imagine what it's going to be. We talk about that all the time. Like, oh, what's it going to be down the line when we talk about certain subjects? That's yeah. one of them. There's going to be a million different ways to make money. There already are a million different ways to make money. Yeah. Great ways to make money. And really, it's, you know, my dad always taught me, and like my dad retired at the age of 47, right? He just did things right, minimized his exposure, didn't make poor expenses, you know, things like that. Oh, so he's not like me, me or you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you and I will work till they put us in the ground. But Pretty my much. dad was fortunate enough to, to retire early. And, you know, his biggest thing was he never, I mean, he didn't have a college degree, he never made big money. What he really did was um, what money he did make. He just reinvested it. He didn't he didn't make poor decisions and we never lived in houses that we didn't belong in and he didn't drive cars that he didn't belong in. Right. And we didn't go on vacations that you didn't belong, deserve to go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's two ways of looking at life. There's the go balls to the wall and really go all out and you know, you only live once, YOLO, that type of stuff. And then there's the more frugal way, and then I think there's that like medium area in between that allows you to retire around early to mid fifties. And I think that's the boat I'd like to be on. But I'll tell you what, I got to stop buying all this damn clothes. <laughs> we could wrap the show on that note. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's all about your expenses. You it know absolutely what I mean? is. Like how much it's not. I, I just read something on uh, Yahoo Finance the other day. It said it's not what's coming in. It's what's going out. Absolutely. That's really all it is, man. Like if you make two grand a month, but you're spending three grand. You're in trouble. You're absolutely in trouble. Which I mean, and you could float it. It's kind of like duh. You, I know, but nobody thinks about it because we have debit cards now. Like you don't think about it. Like if you had cash in your pocket, that was the only way you could function. Think about that. No checks, no nothing, just cash. And like every day, you could see how much was in your pocket. You would spend way less money than you do now. Oh, absolutely. Because when you swipe, you don't think about it. You just swipe and go. You just swipe it it's and like go. a $4 cup of coffee at Starbucks. Not that you drink that or whatever, but you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, it, like I'll check my account on, on Friday morning, and then I'll look at it Saturday night and be like, where in the hell did I spend 200 bucks? I'm right. like, oh, well, I spent 40 bucks here. Right. And then I spent uh, 20 bucks here. Oh, and then I did this. Yes. And then I did this. I'm like, mother. Dude, I had to just go through for my taxes and look for like uh, I like medical bills and stuff, things you can write off legally you yeah. know, for your taxes and whatnot. And I was like going through just looking for things that I had done. And um, I was looking at it and I was just like looking at I told Lauren, I looked at her, I go, it's crazy to see how much money you spend on things that you will never, ever get your investment back on. Like I was just doing the math, dude. When I was doing chewing tobacco, it was $3.86 a day, every single day for seven days a week. If you do just the quick math there, it's almost $25 a week. Right. So four times a month, you're at $100 a month, easy, without even trying. Yeah. You're $1,200 a year spent on chewing tobacco, something that's probably giving me cancer. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing? Like, what? why am I spending money on that? I'm on the... I'm still trying to quit the cigs. It's hard, man. I have, it's but hard. now I have a guy here at work. He came up to me and goes, where are your cigarettes? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, where are they? Yeah. So they're in my pocket. He goes, give them to me. Where's your lighter? Give them to me. He's like, you're worse than my wife. Hey, man, if if if, if, uh, if a buddy is the way to help you, like yeah. buddy system's the way to help you, help you. The surgery helped me. The surgery is what stopped me. Yeah. Getting the nose surgery so I could breathe better and the doctor saying that, you know, going back to chewing tobacco or any kind of nicotine in general could not only hinder but possibly hurt surgery healing process was like, yeah, no brainer, man. I'm not going to yeah. do it. 
But it's so funny. I've had doctors tell me for a decade, don't do chewing tobacco, and I didn't do it. I just was like, yeah, yeah, all right, fine, and I just kept doing it. I don't know why it decided to stop now. I also will say that once you have a child, um, you you don't start, it's not that you necessarily start to think about your own mortality. Maybe I do, because I'm a weirdo like that. There's a weird thing I do, probably. (laughs) You start to think about your own mortality instead of immortality, Um, and you just want to see, you want to make sure that you can hang around for a while. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I was, I was hanging out with my buddy this weekend, Mike, and we were talking about, uh, we were talking about like, you know, just getting older cause he's got a, uh, a third child on the way. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, he's like, man, you ever thought it would get to this point? You know what I mean? Like where you have kids and you're just hanging out like in the backyard, you know, like not doing much, just barbecuing and whatnot. And I'm like, no, I never did. But isn't it the greatest? It is the greatest, man. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to be partying out in the Hollywood Hills, you know, and well, sure. stuff like that or. You know, uh, playing on the baseball field, making four hundred thirty million dollars, but right. it's not bad. This it's isn't bad. bad. No, you know, there's a lot worse places to be. I'd certainly like to stay around a while. So it's if that means quitting too. the chewing tobacco, and in your case, quitting the cigarettes, let's keep you around a little. And bit. losing the weight too. How's that going? Good, I think. Is it? I've weighed myself in a while, but I feel my my pants are. Are you eating healthier? Continuing to eat healthier? I am. Are eating we hel- doing the seventy five twenty five? 75% healthy, 25% pretty much all time. Pretty much. It tends to help, doesn't it? It does help. It does help. And I'm just really just trying to keep myself to like a 2,000 calorie, 2, calories a day. Are you doing any exercise? you get any chance to exercise at all? I know you're busy with work and whatnot. So I mean, a little like, bit here and there. Yeah. What do you do when you exercise? You do weights? You do the you know treadmill? Walk a little bit. But then I also have resistance. I have some resistance bands at home. Those work? Oh, I love them. I've never used them. Yeah, they're great. I just went back to the gym for the first time. Uh, I had four weeks I had to take off because of the doctor's orders so I could heal from the surgery. But I uh, I went back last Friday, and I'll tell you what, the craziest thing is just seeing how quickly you lose all of your muscle content, like all of it, man. It was a month. It was a month I was away, and I literally went to go do a pull-up, and I was like, are you kidding me? Really? I, could-, was, I could do it. I, I, was, I could still do 25 of them, but I have to do them in five, five pull-up increments when you're talking before the surgery without... Anything I say is going to sound like a hashtag humble brag. Right. But I could do 15 to 18, which is the same stuff they asked so Navy SEALs to do. So blessed you are. Yeah, I'm very blessed. <laughs> but, I mean, it took years, man. It's taken 20 years to be able to get to like that. Yeah. And then in one month, one month, I couldn't do it. It all goes away. It's crazy how quick it goes away. I'm telling you. I don't know, man. So tell me about Florida. Ah, Florida. Tell us about Florida. Florida. Um... Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll, let's talk about some flights first. Okay. So everybody, Andy went to Florida to go golfing. I did. I went down to Palm Beach Gardens, down to PJ National. Uh, it's just a, a, about ten minutes south of Jupiter, mm-hmm. where the Cardinals have spring training. I believe that the Astros and Nationals have their complex in Palm Beach Gardens. <clears throat> what if the Marlins? The Marlins down there? Too? No, the Marlins with the Cardinals in Jupiter. That's right. That's right. So, um, trip was planned for about six weeks kind of a last minute deal but it was a hell of a deal um i got to play the course where they play the honda classic uh, and then they have and then there's four of the courses there on site there at pga national it's huge it's absolutely just freaking huge and it's beautiful i had 100%. no idea there's four other courses on there yeah so but on the way down i'm walking down the jetway i'm like i'm looking over i'm like oh this plane looks kind of new it has different wingtips on it than the other southwest planes i get on i'm like yes it's one of those 737 Maxes. Nice. The ones that have been grounded by the president officially. Well, that was before. 
this was on Thursday. So the, and that, then, the, then the Ethiopian plane crashed on Sunday. Sunday afternoon, my first flight, my, uh, my flight home was on, a, was, on a, was on a max. That are going into software controlled nosedives. That's just so scary, man. I mean, and, as, and as you and take on. off from Fort Lauderdale, I mean, you just take off and you fly right over the Atlantic. I mean, and these things are happening like within five minutes of takeoff. And they're just nosediving? Is they're that what's nosediving going on? Nosediving straight into the ground. Have they figured out what the problem is? No. I haven't done any. I, I, I knew that they were grounded, but I had no idea. Boeing has to pay these airlines for these airplanes being grounded. Did you know that? Wait, hold on. What was that? Boeing has to pay these airlines for these airplanes being grounded. Oh, like has to reimburse Southwest and American yeah, and, and everybody. Delta, whoever you I mean, it's it. some thirty seven still work? Still is Delta still around? Oh, Delta's huge. Okay. Delta's huge. Um the um What was I saying? So oh, Boeing pays them. Yeah, and they can absorb. They can, Boeing is able to absorb the cost of those planes being grounded right now. Well, of course they are. Yeah, of course they are. They're like the only. Uh, they're like the only dog in the show. Pretty much, them an Airbus, but this, I mean, that's a European company. Yeah. So you're on these planes, the ones that have now been grounded. But, yeah. But prior to that, you were still flying around on these seemingly, yeah. seemingly death traps. Pretty much. Jesus, man. Seriously, we were talking about this before the show, but thank God you. I know. I mean. It's just, that's terrifying, man. To me, like I told you I've, before the show, I, I'm a little nervous about flying. See, and I've never been scared of flying. I'm scared of what just ha- what, what we're talking about. I'm scared now. You're not in control. That makes me nervous. I like to be in control of yeah, my but, environment. I mean, but I have pilot friends. I've known pilots for a long time, and I, you know, they're typically pretty good guys, right? Typically, and, like what? typically, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't. Uh, I mean, but yeah, just looking back, I'm like, Jesus, I mean, I could have, I could yeah. not be sitting there. I could have died yeah. in a plane crash on the, way, on the way home from my golf trip from Florida. That's what's terrifying, man. Like, or I'm the worst, on a or the worst part that would have happened is I would have survived and my golf clubs would have drowned. That's true. That's true. That's absolutely true. Do they give you money when the plane crashes? They give your family money. I guarantee that. They get all No, what if you survive Wahoo? a plane crash? I guess there's lawsuits. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You survive the plane crash. Do they give you money? Uh, I would guess they instantly try to settle with you in some way, shape, or form without ever having to go to court. But I would assume that most of the time, anybody knows that you would just hit them up for a lawsuit and make yeah. money. Yeah. I would guess you're never working again after you survive a plane crash. I would assume. Like, what about the people in the Hudson? When Sully yeah. Sullenberger, isn't that Sully Sullenberger? Yeah. Are all those people working? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess. I mean, the only thing I would guess that didn't was like the plane crashed, but not really. It was a bird strike. Right. So it wasn't anybody's fault. And it landed on water. Yeah. Everyone walked off. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it really wasn't that big of a lawsuit. Yeah. Those places are making so much money, though, man. It's hand over fist. So much money. Think about it. How much? I'm going to Hawaii with Lauren. Mm -hmm. We're going to Hawaii, and it's $1,900. Each? No. Round trip. Nineteen hundred bucks for two of us. So five hundred bucks each flight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think about it. How many people are on a plane, give or take? I mean, if it's a full there's flight, a, there's about there's about 150 on a Southwest flight. So if you do the math on that, right there. Yeah. I mean, not all flights are five hundred dollars, obviously. TWA flight one used to leave Lambert St. Louis International Airport every morning for Honolulu. Really? It was the least profitable. They flew it out on a 747 because it was a direct flight from St. Louis to Honolulu. And they fly out on they fly out on a, on a seven forty seven, and it was the least profitable flight 
in the entire company. Hey, how do those places ever go under? Like, how did TWA ever go under? How do airplane companies go under? Like, all people do is fly. Yeah. Like, it's an obscene number of people flying. So how do you go under? Like, how bad would your business expenditures be? I mean, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, are you that's just... Why you, I mean, that's why you don't get food on flights anymore. That's why you got to pay to check your bags. Yeah, because they're so belly up. They're so belly up. I mean, it's, I mean Southwest... Southwest turns a profit. I think a hefty one. I'm yeah. sure Delta does now. Deregulation kind of screwed them over. And what does that mean? When they no, when they no, when the airlines no longer got funding from the government, they were no longer subsidized by the government. They were funded by the government. They were they were they were subsidized by the government. Yeah. I don't want to sound like an idiot. What does in, that mean? Until 1978. <clears throat> Sorry, I, means, I don't want to sound stupid, but I don't know. No, what basically that means. means that. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna. No, it's fine. Stuff around here and I'd I gotta, rather you have I gotta, the information. I gotta, than I gotta go to. I gotta go to my Google machine here. I hate when I participate in a conversation. And I have no idea what I'm talking about, so I like to. And I want to make sure out. that I know what I'm talking about too. So let's that's all right. Fine. We're in together. We need yeah. to get some time kill music. That'd be great. So I want to. So you can get on Groupon. You can buy like old iPads for they're like totally refurbished, brand new for like 150 bucks. Really? And so there's like little apps that you can run. Um, that like I could have like a little soundboard here. I could have time kill music, or I could have like some little canned laughter. Can really add some really some good production value, like Plowsy's drops, if you will. Yes. Okay, Airline Deregulation Act of 1978 is the process of removing government-imposed entry and price restrictions on airlines affecting, in particular, the carriers permitted to serve specific routes. In the United States, the term usually applies to the Airline Deregulation Act of 1978. A new form of regulation has been developed to some extent to deal with problems such as allocation of the limited number of slots available at airports. Um, of course, jets uh, propelled, no pun intended, yeah. airline growth in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, here, let me read about this act real quick. Let's pull this up. Uh, removing U.S. federal government control over such areas as fares, routes, and market entry of new airlines and introducing a free market in the commercial airline industry and leading to a great increase in the number of flights, a decrease in fares, and an increase in the number of passengers and miles flown. That's what airline deregulation in 1978 did. Huh. I would have had no idea. Yeah. I would have no clue. That's why, like, flying used to be for the... Well-to-do. Well-to-do. Everybody else loaded up in the family truckster. Got their, got in their van and got going. So, hey, let me ask you another question. Random, okay. totally random that popped in my head, and I, I wrote it down. I write down all these things whenever I'm trying to think of them. Whenever they pop up, like uh, like just podcast questions, I always want to ask you. Do you know? Is there bachelor parties for second and third marriages? Have you ever heard of that? Like bachelor or bachelorette parties? Like, I was thinking about that. Like, Lauren had her bachelorette party, like, a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. And mine is, like, a week or two from now. I yeah. I can't remember. Is it this Saturday or next Saturday? Next Saturday. The 30th. So, yeah, next uh, the 30th, yeah. Okay. So I was, like, I was, like, asking her, and, of course, it offended her, and I didn't mean to. And I understand why it offended her, but I was, like, do you think people get bachelor and bachelorette parties for second and third marriages? And she was, like, well, why would you ask? Or however she talks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for it. It was terrible. Why would you ask? Yeah, yeah why would you ask? Are you planning on getting married? No. Right. No, but like I was thinking about it and I was like, because, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. Right. So that means a lot of people are getting remarried. 
So, like, do they do bachelor parties? I don't people? think so. I don't think so either. I think it's because their friends are like, you know what? No. Yeah. No. You know what? You 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 missed the first time. All right. Yeah. So no. Did you have a bachelor party? I did. What'd you do? Where'd you go? I had a golf tournament. Nice. And then uh, out here at Oak Brook in Edwardsville. Nice. And then went to my buddy's house. Okay. And hung out and drank. Shenanigans ensued. Uh huh. Nice. You guys go out outside of the the house. Uh, I think, we, I think like we did. I think we did. the party I towards. I think you. we did go up to Big Daddy's here in town. Okay. For that, so we're uh, we're yep. going to see. Yeah, uh, we're going to we're going to a comedy show. Yeah, I, I believe I want to go. I, I need to check my yeah. calendar, but yeah, I think I'm in. Todd Glass, he's one of the writers for Daniel Tosh. Okay, he's a uh, he's a little uh, he's he's like an angry comedian, like a okay. burr, like we've talked about him before. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're doing that, and then uh, grab by deep beforehand at Fraley's, and then afterwards, I told the guys like if they wanted to go to Brentwood, which we're right there in the area since it's at the Galleria. If they want to have drinks out there, that's fine. If not, I'll go to Ballpark Village, something like that. I don't care. That's cool. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're going to a strip club. That's nah, not my bag. That That's a fun, weird fact about me. I could care less about a strip club. I yeah. really, you're looking me right now. If it looks like I'm kidding, I'm He's not. not kidding, folks. I don't care. Like, I've never cared for strip and clubs. I've, and, I, and I could care less. I more. love the female race yeah, more than too. anything else. Like I said, the fair sex. Ooh, it's a Girl. Yeah, but I've never the strip club thing has never been yeah, my thing. Never I bet been, I've been, never been my bag either. I've been like seven times since I was eighteen years old, which is fifteen years ago. I've been seven times altogether, and uh, I think almost every single time was so I could drink longer. Yeah, if that says anything about me, I'm sure it does. It does. You know, when the three a.m.s closed down, you at least got somewhere you can go have a couple more drinks, a couple more cocktails. I love I love three a.m. bars. I don't know. I wondered about that bachelor party thing. I almost wonder, like, I feel like, of course, there's obviously people that do it. Just not my, I, I just thought. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of, it'd be kind of a Hoosier tacky thing to do. Like, oh, the first one didn't work out. Yeah, Maybe we'll do it again. Work, yeah. Now, um, oh, do you want to go back to the golf trip or not? Oh, yeah. We don't Forgot have to. about that. No, no we don't have to. Please do. Please do. I got you sideways on the plane thing. Yeah. My apologies. Back to No, Andy's that's okay. No, that's fine. Golf story. I apologize. Um, there's really not a whole lot to tell. The the golfing was terrible. I couldn't break a hundred down there. Really? And so much it was it was not the golf courses. It was me. Yeah. Or you swinging? Well, you know, I've been easy. I've been talking about I've been talking about this uh, this guy I've been going to right. And got you working on some up, things. Yep. So I'm in I'm in the middle of all in the midst of all kinds of swing changes. Okay. And that just leads to I have yeah, no, it's a lot in your head. Have no business being on the golf course. Um. Lost it on the Champions Course. Yeah, yeah. Threw a club. I've never thrown a club before in my life. <laughs> really? Yeah, threw a club. I almost did. threw it. Almost threw it into the lake. Really? Like no. I threw one into the lake when I was like eleven. We played in Chicago. Yeah. And my dad was like, "Yeah, you're done." The guy, the guy I played with, who I played a lot of Cletus. I yeah. played a lot of golf with him. Yeah. He goes, "I've never, ever seen you get mad." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "It, it doesn't usually. I just, I just, I blow it off." Yeah. But I'm just, I was, after, this was after you know, almost 54 holes. Yeah. I was like, mother. Yeah, man. I mean, golf has a way of doing that, though, to you. Golf will make the most so even keel person flip, like yeah. go on tilt. You can go on tilt and golf pretty quick, man. I, I played Sunday with my dad and my buddy Ryan, his dad, Mark. And uh, Ryan went to golf school and can shoot like a 69 every single time he plays. He's one of the most spectacular golfers I've ever seen 
play live. And when you're paired up with him and you're shooting 107, it makes you want to cry. So, like, on one of the holes, I literally swung, hit it, and went 10 feet. Swung, hit it, went 10 feet. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the rest of this hole off. I just wanted to not lose my cool. Like, that was how I stopped myself from losing my cool. It's like, I'm just going to I'm gonna walk this situation off. That's probably a good way to do it. Because I, I honestly... That's what I do. I mean, I should also go... I mean, I'll either, like, I'll walk to the next tee or I'll walk to my next shot. Yeah. Just grab a club and just walk yep. it off. Need to walk it off. Breathe then, it out. Breathe it out and yeah. just, get it, just get it out of your system because it's already done. Yes. Done. There's nothing you can do about it anymore. Right. If I so could remind myself on. that more often, life would be a whole lot easier. It really would. I, I brought, think in general, if people would do I that. I brought that up in an argument with Kelly we were having over the weekend. She got mad at me for something, I, for something that happened Saturday night. Okay. And I'm done with talking about golf. The, uh, the, the food was great down there. Sorry, dude. No, you know it's fine. I've, there's really not a whole lot more to tell. We, Did you get we, the jetties? I told you about jetties. Were so, you able to make it? So we went to a place next door to jetties called Utiki. I ate there. I have a shirt from there. Place was great. Yeah, the most beautiful people I've ever seen in the world. Yes. So we were going to send drunk Cletus into Jetties to go poke <laughs> his finger in Mazalak's chest. We didn't sign. I didn't even sign Harper yet, or maybe that was after Harper already. I don't know, but yeah. Why didn't you sign him? Yeah. It's not Mazalak <laughs> bow tie. Isn't Utiki's a nice place too? Really nice. I mean, Jetties is gorgeous. Beautiful. Forget about it. It's gorgeous. So then we're walking. So then we. There's like, you know, it's like, a, it's like a little harbor area there, yes. right there by the Jupiter Lighthouse. Yes. And there's a, there's a boat dealer there. Mm-hmm. And they have all these boats for sale. Right. And, They're all uh, lined uh, up all yeah. across the water right there. And so we're talking and Cletus is like, that boat's half a million dollars. I'm like, Cletus, that boat's $2 million. He goes, no, it's not. Oh, I'd easily say that. And I said, so this guy is walking behind me. You can always tell the East Coast guys. Sure. Because they have the little, they still wear the, the little round glasses. Yep. And they also have Vineyard Vine stuff on. I wish I had Vineyard Vine stuff yeah. on, too. But I, anyway, um, so I said, this guy looks, I said, you know a lot about boats? He goes, yeah, they know a little bit. I said, how much is that boat there? He goes, about $1.8 million. Yeah. He goes, well, how much How much are those boats? Those, those boats are going to be like a million dollars. And the guy goes, are you nuts? He goes, that boat there is like $6 million. Oh, dude, the boats on there are crazy. <clears throat> They're crazy. If you don't have a contract like Mike Trout, how do you how do you afford that boat? How do you buy that boat? Well, I think a lot of those guys. So, like, when I look at people like um, that moved down to Florida and retire and have done really well for themselves, I always think of it in a very simple way. They either started a business of their own where they were the head guy and they're always making the cash at the end of the day. Right. Or they're a doctor or they're a lawyer. Lawyers, dude. Lawyers are huge. Like, think about it. If you were a divorce lawyer, how much money are you making? 50% of marriages end in divorce. You're, like, literally just printing money. You're printing money. You get paid by the hour. Hundreds of dollars by the hour. I had a buddy. He's he's going through a, a situation with his baby mama. He paid nine grand for just a couple weeks. Wow. Nothing got accomplished. Nothing. Nine grand. So like those type of people I think are making that money. Plus, if you made good money in investments, you got to invest. You invest. You got stocks. Do you stock up? I'm going to this year. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I was telling Kelly. So we owed taxes this year. Sure. It, a lot of people got hit that way this year. And um, I said, we have got to have stuff to sell. Mm-hmm. You have to have an emergency net. That we can, that we, so, we can do, so we can do stuff like this. I said, so I want to, our goal this year, <clears throat> want to invest. Um, Plus you can borrow against it. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to invest 10 grand mm-hmm. in stocks and bonds. Good idea. And I want to um, acquire some property. Also a good idea. 
my dad used to always tell me, it's so funny you said those two things. My dad used to tell me, uh, you know, my dad and I, we have a weird relationship. We don't get along like the greatest, but uh, when he when he talks about business things, it's always the first thing I'll listen to. Uh, he was talking about uh, when I was a kid growing up, he's like, son, there's two things that that you got to have and they're never make, they never make enough of land and stocks. Yeah. That was it. That was it. That was long before he retired. He might have yeah. been his, my age when he was telling me this stuff. I was like 10. I was a kid. Yeah. And I just remember my being like, oh, whatever, Dad. And he's right. And I have my 401k and I have, my, and I have the IRA. Yeah. Kelly has IRA and uh, oh, 401k and a pension through BJC. Which That's nice. Uh, yeah. That's real nice. How long has she been with BJC? 14 years. Nice. Great. Yeah. I would guess that pension pays out what? Between 20 and 30 years? I believe so. Somewhere around there? Somewhere around there. Yeah, she's. She's going right through it. Yeah, good for her. So, but I say we need to have something extra that, like, we have that we control. And sure. We have so I don't know if I want to do my own, like, go through, um, like E Trade or E Trade or one of those yeah. guys or Fidelity Investments or do it through like or Dep- go to like Smith Bonnie. Uh, I go through uh, Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Yeah, I mean, you could. It just depends how comfortable you feel. Like, I do a disgusting amount of research, and even with the amount of research I do. I'll sometimes come up with ideas that are just crazy and not good ideas, and my stockbroker will be like, I would suggest against this, or I would suggest for this. He suggested against Netflix. I guessed on Netflix and was right, but I've also had four or five that I said, no, I'll go with my idea, and I was wrong, and you lose money. It's how it goes, man. It's how it goes. It's how it goes, and you better be willing to lose. Just a heads up. Yeah. No, and you have absolutely. to hold on. You have to hold no, on. No, yeah, yeah, you hang on There's to it. There's some people that do, like I have a friend, Tim, who's who's a genius and, and does like, uh, does uh, short sells and things like that. So like he shorts a stock, like saying that he thinks it's going to, yeah. you know, it's going to belly up or yeah. it's going to go down this week. Uh-huh. I mean, you're taking a huge risk though, because if they don't, you lose that money in all of it like that. It's gone. I, I don't do that. I'm not smart enough or wise enough to to mess around with that. But, you know, there are people out there who do that. But the the way for most of us novices out there would be to, to put it in something you believe in and, and hold steady through the good and the bad. Like, my dad's theory was always the same. Like, when the economy goes bad, that's your best time to buy stocks. Absolutely it is. People always think it's the worst time. Like, ah, oh, it's going no, bad. It's, it's like, ah, oh, it's the best time. Like, the worst time to buy stocks is all of last year. If you're yeah. buying stocks last year, like, you're buying at the highest peak it was gonna go yeah and it's down it's down it's down a little bit right now right but if you hold on it's gonna go up it the trend is always always gonna go up there's no way it's not people are always betting on possibility and positivity yeah they're always betting on even the worst of times and then there's these wonderful little market corrections yes it's always gonna happen And those are fun like when netflix got to like 430 dollars a share i was like oh my god because i bought it at like $99. $99. Did you really? Yeah, I didn't buy a bunch of it because I don't have a bunch of money. I work for Coca-Cola. I don't, I don't, <laughs> right. make, I don't make real money. I make money. So it's like uh, I, uh, I'd i had a few shares of it, and, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I mean, my money's quadrupled at this point. Yeah, and, it's pretty awesome. And then, of course, it nosedived for a second. It dropped down to like 320 So, I mean, yeah. it, it lost 100 and some odd dollars. And you're like, freaking the hell oh, out. Oh, dude, and I'm not kidding. This was in the span of like three days. This wasn't like, <laughs> this wasn't like whatever. I mean, there's some days you get up and you'll lose couple hundred bucks before your feet hit the floor but then there's some days it'll be the same you got to be willing to hold on yeah. hold steady it's like a relationship it'd be just like a relationship yeah. i would tell you not to enter any relationship that you're not willing to leave and i would also tell you do not enter any relationship you are not willing to stay with when it comes to that stuff you know what i'm saying okay that's how i look at well it. heated advice i'll, t- I'll definitely i think that's take great his- though that you're gonna do that 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm tired of not having a pot. To, I mean, we have pots to piss in, but you sure. Know, let's, 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 let's do more. I like the idea of the property. Yeah. Now, what are you thinking? Like, in terms of flipping or renting? Too uh, early, too early to, to, to guess? I'm thinking lots. Oh, you're thinking lots. Okay. So buy a lot and then sell it to somebody? Or develop it. Or wow. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Man, land is the one thing. There's a little plot of land right down the street here. Yeah. On the brand new road here. Yeah. What would you do? Build something on it and then let somebody rent it from you? Or what do you I think? think? I think I want to expand the industrial park. Okay. That's a good idea. Down to the down the street a little bit. Okay. Because they're going to they're going to eventually put an interchange here at 270 and Old Trey Road. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's in the it's in the. So there's a whole 55 corridor master plan over here. It goes. For, it runs from Edwardsville all the way up to about Staunton. Okay. If you, I mean, if you're to Chicago, you know where Country Classic Cars is about. Ex, about exit yes. four, about exit forty. Yeah, I actually, know exactly where it's at. So there are there's corridors on each side of 55 for that are zoned for development. Okay. And this is whole 30 year plan and interchanges at all those little country roads. Yeah. Are planned for all those things. They're going. They want to like. Sure. Do this whole deal. Sure. Build it up. Build it up. <clears throat> it's not a bad idea, man. Yeah. There are lots of little companies looking for places to house stuff and do stuff and make stuff. And we have a bunch of buildings back here. We know how to do it, and we're pretty good at it. So. I always like storage units. We're doing storage units here on this property. It's genius. Yeah. Think about it, man. Five buildings. People are literally paying you the to bank, hold their stuff. The bank is begging us to build these things. Yes. Because people need it. Everybody is holding on to everything, which is fine for me, because eventually one day that is what I want to do, which is open storage units. It's the most boring thought process you could think of in terms of owning something. But just do the math. If you build one with, what, 50 storage units in it? Yeah. And you're charging, what, however much a month? However much, you know, for a five by five. Once you build it, it doesn't cost anything. There's no overhead. There's no overhead. They buy their own insurance. There's no power in those things. No. There's nothing. It's literally just there's a place power, to hold your stuff. There's power down the hallways if you have climate control storage. Right. Which, if you do that, which then you can charge prime real estate money. Which we're going to do. I think two of the buildings here will be climate controlled. Hey, that's prime money, man. And if you're going to build climate controlled um, storage, units. storage units, put four foot doors on there. Make your corridor four feet wide. Okay. Why is any, that? Because any couch will fit through it. Oh, good idea. No one will bang your shit up. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. Yeah, I've like storage units. You know, obviously I've always had like the wanting I've always wanted to open up my own bar because I've worked in the restaurant industry yeah. for so long, but like you do the math, like just the math alone would tell you that like 75% of the time you're going to fail. Right. Which is terrifying numbers when you're putting up, you know, money to open up something. I still think I might do it one day. I'm not kidding. Like just do it anyway. You should. I'd, I'd love to do it in like Florida. Like open one in Florida and just make boat drinks and stuff like that. I'd be so happy. I want I my my dream job is selling T-shirts on the beach at the Ron John. How at great the, would that be? At the knock jo- at the knockoff Ron John Surf Shop. Yep, that would be great. It's wonderful. It would be great. I would just love to be down in Florida. You were telling me when you you were yeah, Florida almost kept you. It almost kept me. It almost kept you down there. Every time I go to Florida, I'm like, I don't want to go. I'll just stay down here. Do you travel well with others? Travel well with others? I, I would like to think I do. I'd yeah. say, okay. In all fairness, I'm not a well-traveled man. I'll be honest. I've lived in a lot of different places. Yeah. Uh, but well-traveled? 
I wouldn't necessarily say that. I'd say I go on, uh, I definitely go on, like, I try to get myself one vacation a year. I meant when you go with friends, do you travel well? Do you? For the most part, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty good about that. I'm, first off, I'm, Me too. I'm a I clean, to I'm a clean person. Like, yeah. I'm a, I'm a pick your crap up when it's on the floor type of guy. I'm a take my toothbrush out and clean out. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, uh, I try not to, uh, impose on other people. That's how I am too. Like I got, like I got to the room and I unpacked my bag and he was talking to me about packing your bag already. I'm like, I just want to get put away. Right. So I hung, I hung my shirts up. Organized. Hung my shirts up, put my, put my stuff in drawers. Um, I'm like, dude, I brought a lot of shirts down. So how many hangers do you need? Because I think I need like four or five. I'm like, all right, good, because I'm taking like seven of them. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we were communicating about that kind of stuff. I just I know that I'm always ready to come home after yeah. those trips too. For, for yes. sure, yes. And there is mostly, no place like home. Mostly to get in my own bed. Yes. It, you it's know, a wonderful it, feeling. It was really funny that you say that because uh, just the other day Lauren was talking about this with my dad about. Uh, what like the correct amount of time is to go on a vacation. And I believe like the perfect amount of time is like eight days mm-hmm. because they say like, uh, after day, like five. And again, I'm just paraphrasing cause Lauren was like paraphrasing from something she read. So it's a paraphrase festival, but, uh, it was like at five days, you're so relaxed because you finally let go of like all your anxieties and stuff. Cause you're like in paradise, like wherever you're at on your little vacation. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of like finally relaxed at day five, but by like day seven, now you're getting like the anxiety of like, all right, there's things that need to be done at home. Right. Like mm-hmm. I haven't cut my grass in a week or I haven't uh, done this or that or whatever. Like you're starting to think like, uh, okay, you need to get back home. So by day eight, you're kind of like, all right, it's time to, to get out of here. Yeah. Cause my buddy went, uh, Chris, when he was in here, he went to Hawaii for like 10 days. How awesome was that? Awesome. He was telling me all about it. Like, and I was like, how was it? And first and foremost, I don't know if you knew this. I'm sure you kind of get an idea about this, but like Hawaii uh, is crazy expensive. Like, yes. Not like kind of expensive. Like, oh, LA is kind of expensive. It's like crazy expensive. He had, uh, he was telling me uh, the house next to his cousin's house where they were staying was like a thousand square feet. And it was just like an older hundred year old home. Sure. Thousand square feet. It was $1.2 million. $1.2 million, and it was two and a half miles off the beach. Oh, my God. $1.2 million. Here's the other thing. Supposedly, uh, we were talking about it. He said the uh, the word around town is that the, the school systems are so poor, the public school systems are so like bad in Hawaii, that you have to send your kid to a private school. I've heard and, that. And they know that, so it's like twenty to $25,000 a year, even for grade school. How does that make you feel? If you had to send your kid to grade school, K through eight, and then send them to high school, and then send them to college, hell, by the time college come around, it'd be cheap. Yeah, seriously. And then you're paying export taxes on everything. Like everything's flown in, you know, or brought oh, yeah. in by boat. So like everything's expensive. Right. Burgers, all the food, uh, cigarettes, things like that. Like yeah. you don't even think about it. Liquor. Where's it come from? It's come from us. Yeah. And then he pointed out something I never would have thought about. Would be like island fever. Which is like, let's say, like, tomorrow you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to Chicago. I, Andy Hanselman, are going to go to Chicago. Yeah. You could literally drive there. Right. In four hours. Right. I don't know. Give or take. Uh, four hours. He's like, you can't do that on the island. He's like, you can drive to another part of the island. But he's like, otherwise, you got you got to get a flight. And you got to fly wherever. And he goes, then it's, what, five hours just to Los Angeles? So if you want to come to St. Louis, it's nine? You know what I mean? Like, yeah give you island fever man like you're stuck where you're at like don't get me wrong there's worse places to be stuck at than hawaii i can think about i it. can understand that 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what happens if I told you, like, you couldn't go anywhere else, but, like, where you're at? I'd be very upset. I mean, even... I mean, Oahu's not... I mean, Oahu's is about as big as Metro St. Louis. That's what I'm saying. Like, even though it's beautiful all the time and it's a perfect little area, eventually you're going to get tired of it and want to try somewhere else. I think it's like as big as, like, Madison County, St. Clair County, St. Louis County, St. Charles County, really? Jefferson, Monroe. Which is, you know, like, the six main counties yeah. of the area. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah, he was telling me about that, about Hawaii. That was pretty crazy, though. I, I can't wait. We're going in July. Yeah. We're going to Hawaii. I can't wait. And where are you going in Hawaii? Kauai. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Kauai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very lucky. We have a, a friend of the feather who uh, hooked us up with somebody who has a condo on the actual beach, and uh, we're getting to stay there for a very, very nice, comfortable price. Awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. I can't wait. You, have you been to Hawaii? I have not. In my, yeah, in my mommy's belly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? I was brewing. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. I was brewing in the night. My mom and dad were at uh, the Cardinals 1985 playoffs. Oh, okay. I believe it was when Ozzy hit the home run. Oh, really? I believe that was when You were that conceived was. that night? No, no, no. I was just in the belly. Oh, you were just in the belly. Okay. Out. I, yeah, was I, was... Ready to, I was getting ready to hang out. I mean, I, yeah. she would have been uh, like seven months pregnant then. Okay. I was just like Yeah, I was in the out. belly too. That's pretty awesome. Have you been to Vegas? I have. How many times? Once. Once. Where'd you stay? Stratosphere. Stratosphere. One of the cheap hotels on the north end of the strip. That don't matter. Yeah, it really, it really doesn't. What'd you do while you were there? How long were you there? Four days. Sunday to Wednesday. Was it a friend, a friend, uh, friend vacation or a, uh, a wife was, vacation? It was, was it? Um, my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her sister. <coughs> so was this was beginning. This is a long time this ago. This is over fifteen years ago. Yeah. Two thousand six. Okay. Um, they were supposed to getting married, but one of them like left some paperwork at home, so they couldn't get married. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, stop it! Yeah, stop it! Yeah, I, I'm I'm, su- I'm I, super stoked that we're going. I uh, I won some money the first night. What do you play? Back then, I played blackjack. Yeah. Now that you're a wiser fellow, what do you play now? Craps. That's so funny, dude. That's what I was always taught was like young men play blackjack, uh, wise men play craps. Yeah. That's what I was always told. I still don't fully understand the game, but I've always only won money on craps and I've always only lost money on blackjack. I've won a lot of money on blackjack. Really? And I've given a lot back. I've given way more of it back. (laughs) All right. What are your rules for hit and don't hit on blackjack? You hit on what? You don't hit on what? There's always like I hit on six. Like, I hit on sixteen. You hit on sixteen. I double down on uh, on soft seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. Okay. And eleven. Okay. Sometimes on ten, if three, four, five is up. Three, okay. three four, five, or six. Yes. If those are up, I'll double down on that on on ten or eleven. There. Uh. Always split aces, of course. I don't always split eights. Okay. Depending on what I have up, you know, if, if you have. If I have eights against a ten, I just I hit. Don't okay. split. If I ha- if I have eights against a six, I'll split. Okay. Um, this is like blackjack one hundred and one for those listening. Listen, kids, listen. Win that money. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's those are proven ways to win money, and yeah. I I I don't <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so you do you do the craps now? I do the craps, and I do a so. Uh, God, is the stratosphere still around? Yeah, it's the big tower thing. 
The amount of I don't even know what it's called anymore. Uh, with craps, you do the um, you do the field bet, <clears throat> and then you do your back bet after the after the after the on sign comes on, and then you do your bet across the board. Yeah, and then you do the uh, I like the. Um, By the way, it's still around. You can stay there for thirty six dollars tonight. Exactly. It was a. It was a deal. There was like six hundred bucks, dude. It's awesome for a flight and a and a hotel. I mean, and, they going, had a, and they had a great pool. And I always say the same thing about Vegas. Like, what does it really matter? Like, you're gonna get drunk and hang out. Like, and you're gonna pass out. Like, it was it a really nice. Ho- I believe it or not, it was a nice hotel. As long as nobody's gonna stab you on the way. No in one or stabbed. Out, like, yeah, no one. It was. It was a nice casino. They had a great pool. They had great restaurants on site. Yeah, I don't know why it's so cheap. I guess just because the Venetian and and so the Win are so nice. Yeah, there's so many other options. It's yeah. disgusting. It's like an adult playground. So, um, you know, the bet where you can get like you get double your money on two or twelve, and then also you get paid one to one on three, four, five, and eleven. I think something okay. like that. I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, craps fun. is just so complicated to me. I need to, and I never throw. I need to. Oh, really? You don't roll the dice? No, I've done that. I've done it before. You just don't like, you don't like it? No. Why is that? Because I suck at it. We always roll up seven. There's always an older gentleman next to me that knows how to roll the dice way better than me. I'm like, I'm going to pass it. I'm going to yield my time to this gentleman here. Hey, if he's going to make you money, I'd do the same thing too. Hell yeah. I mean, I literally at the Casino Queen one night had a guy roll for, for an hour and a half. Walked out like 700 bucks. Jesus. On a $50 buy-in. So you did what, like the pools, restaurants, casinos, all the yeah. all that stuff or whatever? Yep. Did, did, we did a show. We went down to, um, uh, I can't think of what it was, but they were doing like a rock star karaoke where you'd get up and sing with the band. Really? Yeah, that's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. Yeah. We're looking to do, uh, it's, dude, it's only like $90 a person, but like uh, on Tuesday night we get in like with only one or two other couples and... Uh, but before the baby comes, we wanted to do a helicopter ride where you literally fly over the strip. Yeah, and all around it's like a ninety-minute helicopter ride. It's like ninety bucks, and they give you a, a car ride to and from. Ninety minute or ninety second? Ninety minute. It's not ninety seconds. Really? Yeah. For, for ninety bucks? Yeah, ninety bucks a person. Have you ever seen those helicopters down on the riverfront? Yeah, you know how expensive those are. Yeah, it's, it's like six hundred dollars to go around St. Louis. It's crazy. For the for that amount of time, yeah. But if you want to do like, you can do like a quick four minute ride, yeah, where you just kind of go up and they go up and look How at much the arch. Is that? I think that's about a hundred bucks, dude. Now you got me sideways. I got to check this out. I could have swore it was called Canyon Tours or something. Lauren and I were looking at it because there's no way like Canyon Tours Vegas. Yeah, so I was like looking this up and I was. So like, when are you guys going to Vegas? So we'll leave. Uh, are you getting eight. married in Vegas? Yeah. Oh wow! Get married actually. Oh, I did. We're getting, okay. At the actual. Uh, MGM Signature Hotel Patio. So they have like a beach set up. Yeah. Out by the pool. Yeah, we'll get we'll get married there. So um a friend of mine from high school yeah. married Mark McGuire. Oh wow. This is back in two thousand two. Nice. And uh, I didn't get to go, my but my, my good buddy went. And they got married at the mansion at MGM Grand. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. Super nice. So he's just there hanging out with Walt Jockety and Mo and LaRusso and all of his McGuire's players' buddies. And sure. Hobnobbing against some of the MLB's greatest. Let's see. So I'm looking this up now. Yeah, dude. $99. Is that a Grand Canyon tour as well? 
No, 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 no. This is just, this is just, uh, let's see what it says. Tour details. Rise above and cruise down the dazzling Las Vegas Strip in a sightseeing helicopter. Float past Las Vegas' most iconic casinos and resorts, including the MGM Grand, New York, New York, Monte Carlo, Bellagio, Paris Eiffel Tower, uh, Caesars Palace, Flamingo, Hilton Mirage, Treasure Island of Venetia, sure. and the Stratosphere, which rises to 1,149 feet in the air, which is where you stayed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, view historic Fremont Street and see the space beam from the Luxor on your return. Upgrade your tour for up to $99, and you'll travel to and from in the limo bus. And it is a 90-minute flight. Tour, tour length, actually, hotel to hotel. So, you know, they're saying 30 minutes to and fro, I guess, is uh, two hours. Yeah. I don't get how you're in the air for that long. I mean, the strip of my helicopter is just not that long. I don't know, man. Have you ever been? Vegas? Yeah. Twice. Okay. Yeah. My parents took me when I was 11. Uh, was the same weekend of Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield. Okay, and we went. I went again for my dad's fiftieth. So in two thousand and eleven. Okay, again, it was a surprise. My dad had no idea. It's pretty awesome. My mom put the whole thing together. Nice. And he like the night before, my mom was like, "Hey, pack your bags. We're going to Vegas." He had no clue. He thought she was joking. <laughs> pretty cool though, man. We went, and then like uh, we had. The other surprise is like friends, his friends and our friends of the family were showing up as we were standing in line at the airport. How awesome. Yeah. So like, you know, one of his best friends, Kenny, one of his best friends, Paul, showed up and uh, they were ready to go as well. It was awesome, man. It was a great trip. But it'll be cool to do things. I've never done a pool at Vegas. I've never done that. Oh, pools are incredible. So what day is going to be there? Uh, Tuesday through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday. What day are you getting married on? Friday. We leave Saturday night. Okay. See, our kiddo comes in Wednesday with my parents. Gotcha. So it's like we can't get like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the flight situation is what the problem was. It was like you could either fly back Saturday night at like 7 o'clock Saint, or, uh, Vegas time and get home around whatever time, or you could fly back really super early Sunday morning. It was like, well, one, you're not going to have a big time on Saturday night if you have to get up early Sunday morning, plus with the kiddo. If you have to wake her up at like four in the morning, dude, like that's best just, of luck that's to just you. All bad. Like you're just putting yourself in a bad position, a position to f- completely lose. Yeah, completely. not going to win. No, why do it? Why is it, do it, is it a charter flight? You guys flying Southwest? Southwest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're gonna have a blast, man. I'm excited, man. It's gonna it be awesome. Be. Vegas is is a blast. I don't think you can do Vegas wrong. I, I got so either. I, I got buddies. A lot of them, dude. Thirty five people are going to the destination wedding. 35 people. I thought I had about them being people in my destination wedding. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's was, pretty great. It was awesome. We're really thankful for uh, all the people that have decided to, because uh, it's not cheap. Nothing's cheap. No. And when it comes to a destination, much less Vegas destination. So for people to uh, pony up and do that is really cool. That's Super very, very cool. cool. You guys are going to have a blast. No, man. It'll be a good time. I, and I, I was just, uh, what's the other thing we wanted to do? I want to do something else. I think <laughs> she wanted to see like some show. Like, do you like magic? I feel like a weird statement. <laughs> do you like ask. magic? Yeah, like are you? Uh, I do like. I, I, I'm kind of a magician nerd, and I wish I knew. Really? How yeah. See, there's a weird thing I would not have known about you. Yeah. Like, do you do magic? No, I don't. I just I love. Have it. you ever tried it? Yes. Okay. When I was a kid. Okay. Had like magic books and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, I I do. I, I like I like magicians a lot. So like Chris Angel and all yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I'm fascinated by that stuff. I was not a fan until we looked up, like, well, we were looking up, like, 
like going to possibly see a magic show and it was like, oh, Chris Angel. And I'm like, oh, I've never like, actually seen him, so I wonder if he's any good. Like, I don't know anything about him. So, like, we looked him up. Holy cow, dude. I they're had crazy, no idea. They're crazy entertaining. How does he lift people and elevate them? Like, how does he do that? He, he turns them sideways, like, uh, levitates them. Elevates them? Levitates them? Levitate. They levitate, right? I don't know how he does it. I don't either. I'm guessing it's strings and mirrors. I'm sure that's it. But it's it's crazy. It's all illusion. It's like, look over here. Yeah, slide of hand. Slide of hand. I don't know, man. I thought it was pretty cool. But then I saw the price of it. It's like 100, it was like $140 a ticket. No. No, thank you. $280? No. Or something super shitty? Yeah, always. So the champions course at PJ National. Yeah. It's part of our package. We were able to pay an upgraded price or you know, a downgraded price of $146 to play the Champions course. Jesus. Okay. Which I was fine with. Okay. It's, you know, it says. Sorry, I'm drinking a Diet Coke, folks, and uh, I'm a little burpy now. Um, we, we at Coca-Cola do not condor- endorse this. Right. So we, we're talking to the guy in the pro shop. Like, what's the cost? Just come play here. Not a lot of people just come and play the champions course. Most are staying here on a package. But if you wanted to come in just off the street and get a tea time at the champions course, you can do it all day long for four hundred and seventy-eight dollars. That's disgusting. I think my dad said Pebble Beach was like five hundred. It it is, but it's Pebble Beach. It's right. Not, it's not the champions course buried in you know right. amongst a bajillion golf courses in Florida. Dude, what's crazy is it means there's people out there that are willing to pay that or that can afford that. Can that. Afford that. I would I would pay five hundred bucks to play at Pebble Beach. That's what my dad always says. We're yeah. supposed to play out in Vegas. Where are you going to play in Vegas? I have no idea. My dad's trying to set all that up, but it's Talk, like, dude, I told him at a certain Tim. point I'm not going to pay. You know what I mean? Ask Tim. Tim knows about a lot about the golf courses out there. Yeah, it's probably a good idea, McKernan. Yep. Yeah, I probably should ask him because, like, for real, like my dad was like, it could be like three three fifty a person. I'm like, dad, I'm not no. paying that. I can't. I can't pay that crap, man. No way. I mean, there are courses out there that cost that much. Sure. I just, I'm just not playing them. Uh, Las Vegas Golf Now. I'm not paying that. No way. Golf courses in Las Vegas. We played Top Golf the other day. How was that? Have you done that? I have not. It's really cool. Really cool. It was my dad's 57th birthday. We went out there for uh, Top Golf. It was really awesome. Yep. I've heard it's a lot of fun. We're going to go soon. You should. You'd love it. You would, dude. There's TVs. It's, every, it's, the, whole, it's the whole nine. Literally. So. I mean, all the stuff I'm seeing here, like on golf now. Yeah. Is. So the Bali High Golf Club is 110 to 219. Chimera is 30 to 105. Bears Best Las Vegas is 51 to 185. So there's options. Stallion Stallion Mountain Golf Club, 20 to 60. 25 to 50 for this place. See, I'm such a I'm such a poor golfer. I would honestly just be like, yeah, what's the twenty dollar one? Yeah, that'll be just fine. That'll be just fine with me. Anything please. else I don't really deserve. Let's be honest with it. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So you so you are so you are going to take your sticks out? Yeah, I think so. That's at least what the plan is. We're planning on doing it on that Good. Thursday. You should. I also wanted to see a comedian. I was really hoping to see a comedian out there. Jerry Seinfeld's there, but I think he leaves like just a couple days before we get there, which I would have loved to have seen Seinfeld. Much less in Vegas. Have you seen him live before? No, I want to. I have. Really? Yeah, I saw him at the Fox. I bet he was great. He was. Yeah. He was I'd really love good. to see Seinfeld. Yeah. I got a new comedian I think I want you to listen to. Okay. Let's see if we can pull him up. 
because we sometimes do this yeah. on the show and people seem to enjoy it. Tom Segura. I've heard, he's, why have I heard of Tom Segura? Well, I'll tell you what. He's coming to St. Louis uh, May 31st. I'm going to get tickets for me and Lawrence down at the uh, Peabody or Stiefel where we just saw Dane Cook. Yeah. Uh, Tom Segura is coming to town. I would look up, if you can, look up uh, Mike Tyson. I Tom see Segura, Mike Tyson. One of the first things that pops up here. I don't know how long it is, but it's well worth it. Plus, it'll give you... Five a, minutes. Okay. Tom Segura's midair meeting with Mike Tyson. It's great. This is him on Conan. It's him on Conan? Yeah. It doesn't do the joke? Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Hold on. It should be able to have the joke. Because it's... Here's him with uh, with Joe Rogan. Hold on. He had to have a... Hold on. Tom Segura. I'm just thinking they had the Mike Tyson joke. Because I know it was on his special Mike Tyson joke. Let's see if that pulls it up. Yeah, look that up. Do that. Can you do it that way? Mike Tom Segura, Mike Tyson joke. Let me add the word joke to the search. Unbelievably, it pulls it up for YouTube videos. What's the, what's the title of that? Let me see it again. Tom Segura, Mostly Stories is the name of the uh, CD itself. Oh, yeah, it's just up here, up, up here at the top. All right, so this one's like eight minutes. This is not made up. I'll tell you this, man. Whenever you're done with it, we'll just <sighs> turn it off. Not too long ago, I met former heavyweight champion of the world, Iron Mike Tyson. And... It completely changed my perspective on a famous person because I thought I knew famous people. Friends of mine on TV and movies, they are dog shit next to Mike Tyson. (laughs) Think about how he is famous the way an ex-president is famous in that he can't go anywhere in the world without everyone knowing who he is. It's really crazy. You could take him to the Philippines. You could take him to Siberia. You could take him to Namibia and people would be like, Mike Tyson. Everybody knows Mike Tyson. (laughs) That's a perfect impression, by the way. So we're on an afternoon flight from L.A. to Pittsburgh. He is sitting across the aisle, one row back. He's right there. It takes an extra hour to board the flight. Why? Because every passenger that boards sees him and they're like, get the fuck out of here. And they shit their pants. And he's super nice. He shakes everyone's hand. Flight attendants are telling people, go to your seat. And they're like, nope. (laughs) Talking to him. And they're like, we're not asking you. We're telling you. They're like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going anywhere. It takes forever. We leave late. I don't say anything. About half an hour is left in the flight. And then I tell myself, you have to say something. You're never going to run into him again. So I get up. I walk over to his seat. And I go, I'm sorry to bother you. I grew up watching all your fights. And I'm a big fan. And he goes, well, thank you. (laughs) I said, I'm just curious. Why are you going to Pittsburgh? And he goes, I'm promoting a fight. What about you? I said, well, I'm a comedian. I'm going to do shows. And he goes, (laughs) You a comedian? I go, yeah. He said, where's your show? I said, it's a comedy club called the Pittsburgh Improv. And he goes, where's that? And I go, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> he goes, is your show tonight? And I go, no. It's 11 o'clock at night and we're on a plane. <laughs> we're in the sky right now, Mike. <laughs> he goes, well, when's your show? And I go, tomorrow. And he goes, where? And I go, still at the Pittsburgh Improv. (laughs) 
He goes, how do I find it? I go, I don't fucking know. Google it. Then it hits me like two seconds later how batshit crazy it is of me to tell him to like Google it, you know? Like, <laughs> you figure it out, fuckface. So, am I out of my mind? So, I grab a DVD out of my bag, I give it to him. I go, it has my name on it, just type it in, it'll show you where I'm at. He goes, thank you. I go, that's cool. I met Tyson. Ten seconds later, I'm sitting in my seat and I hear, Tom. <laughs> yes, Mike Tyson? He goes, were you on television recently? And I go, mm-mm. He goes, are you sure? And I go, yeah, I think so. And he goes, nothing? I go, I mean, I'm on Netflix. And he goes, I fucking love Netflix. <laughs> okay. He goes, what's your favorite show on Netflix, Tom? And I go, are we really doing this right now? <laughs> like shouting across the aisle. <laughs> I like House of Cards, man. Like, <laughs> it feels crazy, okay? So I'm super nervous. I don't know what to say. I'm like, I don't know. I watched Breaking Bad on Netflix. And he goes, my wife likes Breaking Bad. But he said it like, you like shit my wife likes, you know? And I was like, ugh. <laughs> then his eyes light up like saucers. And he's like, oh, you like Sons of Anarchy? And I know it's a great show. There's a lot of great shows. I can't see every show. I've never seen it. Do you ever lie like a child to an adult? <laughs> because you think they'll like you more if you like the same thing? Well, I saw that face and I go, it's my favorite show of all time. <laughs> and he's like, it's the shit. And I was like, oh, I know that one episode. That's my favorite. And then he gives me a fist bump across the aisle, right? Is this not registering to you? I get a Mike Tyson <laughs> fist bump. Yeah. I can, I can feel his powers transferring from his hand into mine. I'm like, oh, shit, that's crazy, right? Like, so happy. And then a few seconds later, I feel a bear paw on my shoulder. And I turn, and Tyson is standing above me. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Immediately, he leans down, and he whispers in my ear so nobody else can hear. And he goes, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. That's it. That's all he said. Dude, I never thought that sentence could be terrifying. And now he's just looking at me like, now you say something, bitch, you know? And I was like, yeah, I fucking, I never turn it off. It's the best. I don't know what to say. And he goes, nah, I recognize you. And I go, What? And he holds up the DVD. And I go, I just gave that to you. <laughs> and he goes, it's the same picture that's on Netflix. And I go, oh yeah, that's the same picture. He goes, I know who you are. I go, that's crazy. And he goes, give me your phone number. And I go, what? <laughs> I give him my number. We land. I fucking run off the plane, okay? It's like <laughs> too much weird shit for one day. The next day... I'm sitting in my hotel room and I get a text message from Mike Tyson. <laughs> and you know what it says? 
where's your show? And I go, the Pittsburgh Improv. Where's that? I fucking Google it. I send it to him, and the phone rings. Hey, Tom. I go, sup, champ? He's just so good, man. He's so good. He goes, we're coming to your show tonight, brother. And I go, that's fucking crazy. And he goes, yeah, we want to watch you do your work. And I go, well, I'm honored. And he goes, it's all love. I know what he's saying. I know the expression. And I just want to reciprocate. But I, I don't know what to do. And I'm super nervous. And I just go, I love you. And he goes, mm, good luck at your show. And he hangs out the phone. <laughs> Seattle, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. The great Tom Segura, S-E-G-U-R-A. We uh, Googled Tom Segura, Mike Tyson joke. Yeah. And that was, maybe, maybe He'll be should, in maybe, St. Louis. Maybe we should start doing that. Maybe we should start doing the joke of the show. I think it'd be good. Like, we did it with the Dane Cook one. Yeah. And now we just did it here. I, I think, because you know my affinity and love for uh, stand-up comedians. So, like, and it I, appears also Mike Tyson jokes, too. Yeah. 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 They're pretty funny. Yeah, man. They're great. Is that a true story, you think? I, the reason I have to believe it's real is because he was, like you were talking about, he was on Joe Rogan yeah. with Mike Tyson. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. And they talk about it. Like, so, yeah. Speaking of Joe Rogan, I was listening to him the other day, and he had on Alex Jones, mm-hmm. the InfoWars guy, for those who don't know. Um, the gentleman also accused God, I couldn't do it accused allegedly accused just I couldn't listen I tried it, it was I it tried. was too much it was too much for me his vo- I actually pulled I, I put it in my phone like for you to listen to like minutes six to ten of the beginning of it I his know if, voice yeah he's too over the top even even if his crazy conspiracy shit I know was real I couldn't do it I just, and I, I I'm sorry Lauren asked me the question like do you believe any of his conspiracies and it's like even if I did I wouldn't want to for the simple reason that like if any of his conspiracy thoughts are true, dude, that's it's too much. It's too much. Like, God bless everybody that wants to think whatever they want to think. But some of the stuff he said is too much for me. And I'm not even a left guy. I'm right in the center, but it's just not my bag. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that him and Joe Rogan are even like friendly like that. I know. But it was a great it was a great uh, it was a lot to like take in. It's a four hour interview for those who go and try to find it. It's Alex Jones returns. Excuse me. And it's on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. But he does like a four-hour thing on it. And it's it's a lot, man. It's intense. Uh, it's a lot to kind of uh, decipher it all and take it in. I don't know. I, I thought Tom Segura, though, going back to him, I thought Tom Segura was like, he's one of the funniest people like you'll probably ever see. Dane Cook was great live. Was he? He was great. He was great, man. He really was. I will say that for one split second, he uh, he did break character. For one second. Oh, did it really? Some gal was sitting up front in the very front row, and she was just like screaming, screaming, right in the middle of his joke, and he's like putting the mic aside, and he's like, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. And he would like go back to doing the joke, and the gal would just be like, ah! <laughs> and he'd be like, seriously, please don't do that. Like asking her nicely. Like, don't, please don't do that. And she wouldn't stop. And, okay, I'm going to cuss here, folks. He, uh, she goes, he goes, uh, 
he like snapped for one second. He goes, will you shut the fuck up? And then she goes, why don't you shut the fuck up? And then like, he was like literally dumbfounded. Like that was a response. And she was like thinking it was so funny and like raising her drink in the air. She was clearly intoxicated. Yeah. And it like set the whole show like into like a tailspin of like, it was just awkward for like 15 minutes. I bet. Which then he sent somebody up to the very top to get the very top row people and let them sit in the $550 seat after he kicked her out. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was awesome. But the show itself was great. I know there's a lot of Dane Cook haters, but I thought it was really yeah, great. I, 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 I go either way. Some of it stuff's funny, some of it's not to me. Yeah. No, I'm with you on so, that. I'm going to find some of his funny stuff, and then we can play at the end of an episode here or there. I like the idea of that. So do I. All right. Uh, what else you got in your mind? Is that about it? about it i actually like this idea of having some music to to end us out you know what this is from oh. so this is panic at the disco doing the song from the greatest showman you've seen the greatest showman no i hear it's great though it's very good with hugh jackman yeah yeah i've, I've been wanting to ask you about having music to walk us out yeah i've been meaning to do it we need we definitely need more production value i'm gonna, I'm gonna i like it yeah i like it Although there's a big lawsuit that just came out against nobody for using all kinds of copyrighted yeah. music. Come after us. That means we're famous enough. It means I have, uh, according to my DJ music pool, uh-huh. I have permission to use this stuff. I have a license to use all this music. Even better then. Hey, if you could find new music too, we could listen to new music during the podcast too. People are always listening for new music, things like that. Yeah. Movies, things like that. Love that stuff. I've had fun. I missed it, man. Two weeks off too. was too long. It was way too long. Very good to see you. Happy ya. to have you back. Happy to have you back, too. Glad you're uh, breathing normal again and everything's breathing good. Breathing normal, and I'm happy your plane landed safe and sound. I know. I'm excited for this warm weather coming up. Thank God. I just, I'm so glad. Tomorrow's the first day of spring, officially. Thank God. We made it Welcome. through winter. Welcome, spring. I like it. I like it. All right. You, for uh, Alpina, John Sander, my name is Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to the STL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network.